gold standard. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Well, welcome everyone to the Dr. Hedberg Show. This is Dr. Hedberg. Thanks for tuning in. And today I'm going to be talking about artificial sweeteners and if they're bad for you. So what I'm, what I'm going to say in this podcast may surprise some of you because I am a alternative medicine practitioner, but I'm also a man of science and science is what drives me. That's the direction I go rather than the latest headline or what people might be posting on Facebook and this and that. So it was about a year ago, I got an email from another alternative medicine practitioner, and he was upset that I was recommending artificial sweeteners, and I've never recommended them. I basically laid out the science, and that's what we're going to talk about today, which clearly shows that they're not um, problematic for your health in any way uh, when consumed in moderation. So, my response to him was, you know, so let me get this straight. If one of your patients asked you if she could have a, a Diet Coke once a year on her birthday with her birthday cake, you would say no. Um, so that's the, the difficult thing for me right now about being a so-called alternative medicine practitioner is all of the fanatics out there in my profession and in other alternative uh, professions as well. So there's a lot of fanaticism, a lot of dogmatism out there. And today I just kind of want to alleviate your fears about artificial sweeteners and talk a little bit about the science. And unfortunately, in this day and age, everything is very black and white. You're either on this side or that side. There's no intellectually honest conversation anymore about facts uh, it's basically just how you feel about something, and that's it. And facts don't really mean anything. So so artificial sweeteners, they first started taking a beating in about 1977, and that was saccharin, where it was supposedly linked to cancer. But there was really no sensible data in humans to support that contention. And the amount of saccharin that you would have to consume to potentially have negative side effects would be four cans of Tab every day. So, of course, nobody really drinks Tab anymore anyway. But uh, four cans a day of Tab, um, I could come up with a hundred reasons why drinking four glasses of orange juice every day would potentially have some serious, serious side effects and cause health problems. So, Four cans of anything other than water is probably going to cause a lot of problems. Four glasses of milk a day, four glasses of orange juice, uh, four glasses of coffee. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. So the amount that you'd have to consume would be just a lot. And again, that could potentially cause 
health problems. So saccharin, it doesn't really exist anymore other than in tab. You can still get tab. And then there's a tiny amount in sweet and low, at least the last time I checked. But the main artificial sweeteners out there are aspartame, sucralose, asulfame, potassium, allotame, cyclamate, and neotame. And as I said earlier, I just wanted to cut right to the chase. There's no scientific evidence at this point that consuming a reasonable amount of artificial sweeteners is problematic. What causes the negative health effects related to diet sodas is simply too many calories and people who people who tend to drink diet sodas tend to already eat a very, very poor diet. So going to the fast food place, McDonald's or wherever, and and getting food, but then getting a Diet Coke, that's not really going to help you at all. And then it's also been shown that people who already eat a very healthy diet and exercise, they just tend not to gravitate towards diet sodas. But again, if they want to, in moderation, there's nothing wrong with that. So let's uh, talk a little bit about saccharin. So there were a few, or um, excuse me, let's talk about aspartame. So there were a few studies on rodents and all of the studies I'm talking about today are on my website in the article. The article is called Are Artificial Sweeteners Bad for You? And that's on drhedberg.com. So there were a few studies on rodents that showed that aspartame did in fact increase certain types of cancers, but the amount that they were fed is not even humanly possible to consume in a day. So imagine a pickup truck and a gigantic mountain of aspartame in the back of this truck. You'd have to actually eat that entire mountain every day to get cancer. So the again, it's the amount, uh, obviously the quantity and the frequency that's the real issue. The other thing is that we know is that rodents, they don't metabolize aspartame the same way, same way that we do. So we can't really conclude what's happening in rodents in humans when it comes to aspartame because of that difference in how we metabolize. So what about sucralose? So a safe amount of sucralose is five milligrams per kilogram of body weight. Most people don't even come close to that. Most people average 1.6 milligrams per kilogram body weight. So they're not even close to the to the safe upper limit. And there's no current studies, at least at the time of this recording, that have shown any detrimental effects from sucralose in those ranges. So one study I, I read, it said a human would have to consume 11,450 packets of sucralose every day to have any detrimental effects. So the body just metabolizes these very effectively. So obviously no one's going to consume close to 12,000 packets of sucralose. I mean, not even in a lifetime. One of the other concerns is insulin levels. And there is some information out there, people claiming that artificial sweeteners spike insulin. They do, but not to any significant level. At least that's what the research shows. So... 
Of course, if you're severely insulin resistant, if you're diabetic, you don't want to be spiking your insulin levels consistently. Uh, but again, the artificial sweeteners, it's not, it's not really a significant level. In fact, uh, one study showed that when aspartame was consumed with or without carbohydrates, it did not spike insulin levels. And another study showed that even diabetics who consumed artificial sweeteners did not experience an insulin spike. Uh, there was just only, the only study that showed a spike in insulin was done on rat pancreatic cells in a test tube. And that's when they were combined with sugar, which we would expect to see an insulin spike anyway. So what about weight gain? Uh, I cite the CHOICE study, C-H-O-I-C-E in capital letters. So the CHOICE study showed that eating a healthy diet and changing from regular soda to diet soda was very effective for losing weight. Uh, the PREMIER trial, I linked to this as well. The PREMIER trial just found that if you reduce diet soda consumption, you will not improve your weight loss numbers at all. So no change in, in reducing it. And then the NAIN study, N-H-A-N-A-E-S, I've got a link to that as well. This study showed that if you increase your consumption of diet soda, you will not eat more calories and gain weight. So the key points that the researchers make about artificial sweeteners in regards to weight gain are that most people are eating poorly in the first place, and then they change to diet soda to supposedly do less damage. And that clearly is not going to really have much of an impact at all. So those people who are eating a healthy diet in the first place and then consume artificial sweeteners in moderation have absolutely no negative effects. So if you're eating a crappy diet in the first place, consuming diet sodas isn't going to make a difference. So that Big Mac and the supersized fries doesn't matter if you're having diet soda with it or not. But let's if you had a burger with grass-fed beef and some vegetables and you had a diet soda with it, then you're not going to experience any, any negative effects from that meal. So how do we really interpret the research on artificial sweeteners? It's the same as how you interpret all types of research, but here's some key points that I really wanted to point out. So some of the negative studies on artificial sweeteners, these are either surveys or epidemiological studies, and we can't make proper scientific conclusions based on surveys or epidemiological studies. Epidemiological studies just basically look at what a large population of people are doing. So you could say, well, the Japanese eat or consume iodine and, and the Japanese have lower rates of breast cancer. Therefore, iodine reduces breast cancer. You can't make that conclusion because there's so many other factors involved in a person's life and in their culture. So those types of studies, they don't take into account exercise, pre-existing conditions, the quality of the diet, the water intake, medications, mental status, relationships, supplementation, stress levels, all these things come into play. So the data coming from these large groups of people who maybe they never exercise, 
or they eat fast food every day. You can't establish cause and effect from those types of studies. So one example is the uh, Northern Manhattan study. I've got a link to that as well. The Northern Manhattan study actually did control for a few of those variables, such as diet and exercise, and they found no negative effects from diet sodas when everyone was eating relatively the same healthy diet. So quantity and quality and frequency, all of that has to be taken into account when we're talking about these types of studies, and those things are clearly missed. So how much diet soda consumed must be taken into account, and the overall quality of a patient's lifestyle and diet are paramount coming to the right conclusion. The other thing is that most studies show that diet soda is actually consumed mainly by unhealthy people who consume unhealthy diets. That's just the fact. So that means that they already have at least one disease, such as diabetes, for example, and they're trying to get healthier by switching from regular Coke to Diet Coke. That's just really not going to have much of an impact. So are there any truly negative effects to diet sodas? One clear problem is poor dental health, especially in children. So diet sodas are very acidic. That's been shown clearly in the research to negatively affect dental health and yellowing of teeth. But again, these studies clearly explain that the negative effects are much worse when proper dental hygiene is not practiced in combination with consumption. And additionally, regular sodas with sugar are far worse than diet sodas in that regard for dental health. And again, the most important thing is all those studies clearly state that overconsumption of diet sodas create poor dental health. So again, this brings us back to the quantity, the frequency, and the quality. One other uh, potential problem with artificial sweeteners is that it has been shown to trigger migraine headaches in people who suffer from migraines. So, and that's usually aspartame or sucralose. So if you have migraines, of course, it might not be a good idea. Then there's a genetic condition called phenylketonuria, PKU. So there's phenylalanine in the diet soda. That's an amino acid, and that can reach toxic levels. If people who have that genetic condition consume too many diet sodas. So phenylalanine, it's a naturally occurring amino acid, and it's found in aspartame. But if you have this genetic issue, your body won't metabolize it well. It'll build up, and that could cause problems. And then the last thing is that there are some preliminary studies on artificial sweeteners and the microbiome, so gut bacteria, and uh, these are on rodents. So these preliminary studies, they are showing some negative effects on gut bacteria, and that results in insulin resistance. And they've been shown to change the bacterial colonies in the guts of rodents to those who are obese. So, But even the researchers themselves, they say that as far as too soon to make any solid conclusions about that, since it was done on mice and not humans. But again, even if future studies do show 
that artificial sweeteners negatively affect the gut microbiome, it would still take consistent consumption on a daily, regular basis and drinking too much. So even if that that is shown to be true, again, diet sodas, these are not things that you want to consume on a regular basis anyway. So what's the best course of action to all this? Well, if you're trying to lose weight, eating a healthy diet and exercising, studies have shown that using diet sodas to reduce calories is in fact an effective strategy for weight loss. So this allows you to have something sweet when you really want it during a dieting phase without depriving yourself or slowing down your progress. You just don't have to worry about it. So always be wary of these sensationalized headlines or what people might be putting out there about brain cells exploding and formaldehyde and things like that. Uh, Your body does an extremely good job of metabolizing these compounds. The amount of research done on artificial sweeteners just due to political pressure, they're actually overstudied for human safety. And uh, there's just no evidence that they're unsafe in uh, in reasonable levels. So the media is not a place to find reliable scientific health information. So we also have to be worry, wary of that. So just stop worrying about them. Just don't consume them excessively or frequently. So let's say you go to the movies and you want something sweet with your popcorn. Then get some popcorn and have a diet soda. And don't worry about the popcorn being genetically modified. I have a um, a podcast and an article about GMOs, about why you don't need to worry about those for a lot of the same reasons that I've talked about artificial sweeteners in, in this podcast. So I hope that alleviates your concerns about artificial sweeteners. You can consume them in reasonable moderation Personally, I probably average one diet soda a month if I would probably if I would map out an entire year, and that could just be at a social event or at the movies. I don't go out of my way to buy them and stock them in the house. Occasionally, that might happen. I might get a six pack and uh, have them over a week's time, but then I probably won't have any more for another two or three months. It just just depends on the mood I'm in, what I want, and I just I don't worry about it. So don't consume them every day. Don't consume them on a regular basis, but just enjoy your life and don't worry about uh, artificial sweeteners anymore. All right, so I hope that was, was helpful. Uh, the purpose of these podcasts many times is for me to just to wade through the the science out there and and the headlines and all the noise and just tell people enjoy their life their lives bit more and uh artificial sweeteners is one of those things that that we just don't need to worry about all right so that this is dr hedberg thanks for tuning in and talk to you at the next show if you enjoy the dr hedberg show you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels like facebook and by leaving a review on itunes please visit drhedberg.com that's d-r-h-e-d-b-e-r-g.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode 